Hey beauties, welcome to Beauty Device Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to discuss keeping your standards private. Women that understand how to level up or women that are on their level up journey or women that were groomed to know how to level up. The women that didn't need any kind of training because their parents taught them how to not settle for less. These type of women do it in private or they do it with other people that share the same beliefs. Think about it. It's only in recent years you find more women being more open, sharing tips on social media on how to enhance your life as a woman. But there's still this privacy code that a lot of these women have about their level up game. You know why? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. For one, some of these women don't want more competition. Some of these women are doing it because that's the classy thing to do is not to talk about everything, which is understandable. Some of these women may not want you to level up. And then you have the women that are not living to their fullest potential. So when they see another woman leveling up, that creates jealousy and envy. But one thing that I've noticed very frequently and often is there's a double standard out there. A man can have high standards and that's fine. A woman could have high standards and she's told to settle for less. I mean, a woman could be a neurosurgeon, a prayer warrior, physically attractive, and people will still tell her to be humble and just pick the nice guy. Now, what you need to do as a woman on your level up journey is to not share everything because people are going to try to talk you out of your own standards and you have to live your life the way that you deem fit, the way that you believe is best for you. Stop over explaining yourself and your beliefs. And you also don't have to get defensive about what people think and let people assume what they want. And most importantly, never allow someone to tell you that you're too picky or your standards are too high if you would never trade places with them. If you wouldn't live the life that they're living, then you really shouldn't care about their opinion. Because truthfully, there are people out there that will tell you what you should and shouldn't do, but you wouldn't be content if you were living their life. I mean, think about it. It's like a woman telling you that you shouldn't go to college and you're looking at her life and you're like, well, she doesn't want to go to college, but she also doesn't want to work. She doesn't want to do anything. She stays at home all day and does nothing. Okay, so why would you want to be that woman and why would you take advice from her? Always look at the messenger. Not saying that the messenger doesn't have anything good to add, but pick and choose from what you want, right? I'm sure you're familiar with the saying, if you hang around with four millionaires, you'll be the fifth. The fifth person took advice from the other four to become a millionaire and not from someone who had no idea how to run a business. Affirmations without clear distractions and convictions are just words. I read this 
on a post this afternoon and that's what made me think about sharing this episode. It confirmed to me that I needed to share this episode because I've been wanting to for a while. Beauties, if you wouldn't trade places with someone, you should be very mindful about taking their advice. So, another area where you should be private in is business. If you want to start a business, if you want to grow your business, there are certain people that should not know about your goals and your development, especially if that person isn't contributing with an encouraging word, financially, strategically, investing their time. Are you going to take business advice from someone that just doesn't have a business? Sure, that person can give you tips. Sure, that person can work with you every weekend. That's one thing. But it's another thing when someone is telling you not to pursue something and they haven't proven themselves. They haven't accomplished their highest calling in life. So when it comes to leveling up to your business goals, your career goals, keep that private and be very mindful about not sharing all of your standards. In your personal relationship, your romantic relationships, if you want a successful person, you can be that and you can get that. If you say, I want to become a financially stable woman and I also want to marry someone financially secure, you can access that. Financially secure men are out there. Financially secure women are out there. If they didn't exist, why would classes exist? There's different classes of people based on income. And whether people agree with it or not, who am I to tell you that you can't access whatever it is that you want? If you put in the work and you're savvy and strategic enough, and you put yourself in certain spaces and environments, you're going to find exactly what you're looking for. Beauties is all about access. What you surround yourself with, you will eventually settle for. If a man says he wants a woman that works out, he can go to the gym and no one would bash him for his request. But if you want someone that's financially stable, people will tell you that you're a gold digger or why does money matter, even though you yourself are financially stable. So what does that tell you? People will do whatever it takes to talk you out of your own standards. Stay private on your journey, whether you're leveling up in friendships, relationships, business, etc. Do not share all your standards. Beauties, like attracts like. If you want someone that looks like you, shares similar values and goals, that's completely fine. But you must draw that line. Don't allow society to draw the line for you. Don't force your standards on other people either. Keep your head high. See, that's the thing. Women that have standards oftentimes try to teach other women how to have standards. And that could easily backfire. I started this podcast because I want to teach people how to develop while I'm developing as well. But I'm not going to force people to develop in the direction that I'm developing in because we have our own path. If someone says money doesn't matter, well, fine. Let them date and marry financially unstable people. 
and but don't allow them to tell you to do the same because that's not something that's important to you just like if you say i want someone from my same racial ethnic or cultural group or even religious group that's fine that's your business you don't have to announce it on social media that's opening up a can of worms you know how many times i've seen a woman post something about wanting someone that's financially stable even if the woman's a millionaire and people will just go off on her and ask her why don't you just be with someone that's nice well guess what divorce rates aren't high because people are mean clearly being nice is not the same it's not the thing that keep marriages together and love alone doesn't keep marriages together because if it did divorce rates wouldn't be high it's deeper than love there has to be other values and attributes that someone has to share. That's my opinion. But if you have a different opinion, that's fine as well. Did you see the Level Up Queen Sierra sharing everything about Russell when they met? Do you see her posting, telling women how to find a Russell? I mean, she could make millions of dollars if she just wrote a book on how to get a Russell or what to pray for to marry a man like him. But she didn't. Why? Because there's still a privacy code in this level up journey. A lot of women and men will try to knock you off your game and tell you your standards are too high. But who am I to tell you that you cannot do what you want to do? That you cannot find what it is that you're looking for? There are over 7 billion people in this world. Who am I to tell you that you can't find everything that you're looking for in a job or in a relationship or in a friendship. Another thing is people will assume what they want to assume and you don't have to respond to everything. For example, I had a male friend and he he makes good money, by the way. He's a career-driven guy. He's successful in my book. But one day I was just hanging out with him and he just says, well, you know, Ernstie, just by just by taking a look at me, it wasn't even anything that I've ever said. I've never talked to him about relationships or anything before. And he said, "You're going you're going to have to marry a rich guy because he he saw my office." Okay, so what does that tell me? One, he expected me to respond to that. He expected me to say, "Well, no, it doesn't matter who I marry as long as the person is nice." And I didn't give him that response. He also expected me to downplay myself and for me to say something to the extent like, well, I have my own career, so it doesn't matter. Someone else's career doesn't matter. And I don't care about nice things. None of that matters to me. He wanted me to get defensive, but I didn't respond. I just kind of laughed it off. That's exactly what you need to do. Laugh it off. You don't have to respond to everything. Because when people do that, they're trying to get a reaction out of you to read and study you a little more. Because people judge you by what they see and then they try to get into your mind. I had another woman make an assumption about me because I talked about injustice with her. Gender and racial injustice. And one day she just tells me, well, you just seem like the type that's going to have to marry a successful black guy. and He's going to have to spoil you. 
Because you don't seem like the guy that was, you don't seem like the type that would spend money on a guy. Just because I keep myself up, just because I have my hair done and my nails done, really? And this is just by her looking at me. And I, and I asked her, so what have I ever told you to make you think that? Well, you're all about justice and equality. Beauties, I have never made a declaration that I have to marry a particular type of man. And I've never made a declaration about race either. Now, there are women that do that. They post the status, I have to marry a black guy. That's fine. Whatever standards you have is okay. But don't try to pressure other people into believing the same thing. Because all of these things don't matter at the end of the day. And it's just interesting to me because I never made that statement. But people make that assumption. So because I'm a black woman, you think in your mind that I have to marry a black man? Because I have a career, then I have to marry someone with a great career? I don't admit nor deny any of those things because it's not my responsibility to talk to someone about my standards. I'm not obligated to do that and you should do the same. I give you another example. I went out with a group of friends. This was months ago and one of my friends, um, she lives in a certain community and, and, and one of our friends, he said, Oh, you know, randomly he said this. And by the way, this is the same guy that told me that I would have to marry a rich guy. He says to her, oh, you're out there in that community with the, with the white men. Meaning, oh, you must only date white men. Now, my friend has never made such a declaration, at least from my understanding, And I just remember how that upset her because she felt like, why are you telling me that I have to date a certain type of man because where I live? And she was upset. And after our hangout, I told her, I said, everything doesn't deserve a reaction. Whether you believe in dating outside of your race or not, it doesn't demand a reaction from you. Because at the end of the day, when you react, people are trying to get to know what's on your mind. So getting defensive and saying, I don't date that type of man, what does that do for you? You knowing that she dates a particular type of man, how does that help you in any way, shape, or form? Why does it matter if she dates within or outside of her race? How does that affect you? Do you lose sleep at night? (laughs) I mean, people will say interesting things and reality is they're making those comments so they could get to know what's on your mind it's not like they're trying to figure out what kind of man you like to set you up that's the interesting part they're not trying to hook you up with someone and say hey you know what i know you like a guy that has x y and z i actually have a friend that has those qualities no instead what they try to do is get you to open up about what qualities you look for in someone so they could try to talk you out of it. So I told her, you need to be very laid back and strategic as a woman. You don't have to respond to everything. You don't have to respond to men or other women. You could literally laugh certain certain things off, certain comments, because once you open up, that's when people come in and they begin to tell you 
what you should demand in a relationship, in a job, in your friendships. And truth be told, if they're not asking for your opinion, why share it? Or you can say, hey, this is my thought, this is my idea. But who am I to tell you who to be with? I don't believe that God gave all of us free will for me to control you. So be very mindful of that as a woman. And when it comes to your personal development, that's another area in your life. When you want to level up, you want to, let's say you want to get right with God. You want to meditate. You want to pray. You want to journal. You want to get right mentally. You want to seek a seek um, counseling or, or a therapist. Whatever it is, you don't have to share everything, especially not on social media. That's not the place for that. If you tell someone that you're going to a therapist or you're meditating or you're praying and they re- they may react negatively. They may tell you, oh girl, you have problems. Oh girl, you're X, Y, and Z. And they may go gossip about that. Now, am I saying to be a secretive person in every area of your life? Absolutely not. I think there's a difference between being private and being secretive. But I want you to begin learning how to protect yourself. Because when you set standards for yourself, a standard is like a goal. And when you share all of your goals and your vision for whatever area it is in your life, there's someone out there that wants to knock it down and tell you that you're not good enough and you don't deserve that. And all you really have to do is believe in manifestation. You are who you surround yourself with. So beauties, I hope you learn more about why it's important to keep your standards private. I encourage you to keep your standards private because the people that try to talk you out of your standards are usually the people that don't have the qualities that you're looking for. So they feel embarrassed and that's why they don't think you should have those standards. Thank you for supporting Beauty Defines Podcast. And I really appreciate you all. Feel free to send me an email, beautydefine139 at gmail.com or leave a voice message. In the end, I want you to truly believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Hey beauties, welcome to Beauty Defines Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to discuss trusting yourself. We spend most of our lives learning to trust other people or learning to distrust other people. But how much time do we spend learning to trust ourselves? The relationship you have with yourself is the longest relationship you will ever have. If you can't trust yourself, how can you learn to trust other people? And how do you validate yourself? Are you not the captain of your own ship? Beauties, many of us struggle with trusting ourselves due to other people dictating and controlling our lives. Think about it. We were raised to obey our parents, authority, our elders, etc. Heck, we even had to ask our teachers for permission to use the restroom. We spend most of our youth 
asking for permission and trusting that the adults will make the right decisions for us. Then when we become adults, we're thrown into this sea of making big, major, small life decisions. Some of us become stuck, some of us swim, and others sink. Some of us will need our loved ones to help us to make big decisions throughout our lives. And there's nothing wrong with seeking advice. In fact, it's great to have people that are willing to help you make decisions. However, there are major decisions that you will need to learn how to make on your own. For example, the decision to move into a new home, leave a toxic relationship, the decision to make a big purchase, start a business, etc. Other people may give you advice, but you must learn to make a final decision, especially if you're the only one left to deal with the consequences. There are decisions that you make that will only affect you. For example, if you want to learn to start your own business and you need a $100,000 loan, sure you can ask other people for advice, but your name is on that contract, so only you will be required to make that $100,000 payment. If you default, you are dealing with the consequences, not the people that you ask for the advice. If you don't have a safety net in life, or a cushion, or a pillow to fall on, you should learn to trust yourself even more than anyone else on this planet. Because there are people in this world that have safety nets. But if you do not have a safety net, you should definitely learn to trust yourself. People that master the art of trusting themselves often reap the most benefits in life. You don't have to be extreme and you don't need to make all decisions on your own. But you also shouldn't seek advice for every single decision that you make. Being indecisive comes with its own sets of consequences. Learning to trust yourself will make you more decisive in your decision-making. I personally had to learn how to trust myself throughout the years, and I realized that I want to make more decisions, good and bad, so I can grow and learn. Learning to trust yourself requires practice. Here are some ways you can learn to trust yourself. The first way is to be yourself. You can become more of yourself when you listen to your own voice. Some of us don't know the sound of our own voice because we spent most of our lives listening to other people. You must become comfortable with who you are. Becoming comfortable with the sound of your voice is extremely important because if you don't, you'll be like a sheep or just a robot that listens to any sound that comes about. Listen to that voice inside your head. Listen to your intuition more frequently. I uploaded an episode a couple of months ago on listening to your intuition. You should check it out. I explained the art of intuition and why it's important to listen to that inner voice and that deep gut feeling, that vibration that you experience on the inside that gut feeling you get when something is wrong or right. 
or when something good or bad is going to happen. You must learn the sound of your voice in your head. Why? (laughs) Well, because this world is a chatterbox. One person tells you to go right, the other person tells you to go left, the other person says stop, someone else says jump, and you say how high. Now you are just lost and confused, wandering in this world. Learn to listen to your own voice and discern right from wrong. Speak affirmations to trust yourself more. And know your strengths because we're all good at something. The next tip, number two, is to take risk. Do something that you've always wanted to do, no matter what other people may think, whether they think it's lame, corny, whatever. Make the decision. Take the risk. There will be a time in your life where you have a very strong feeling about something, a major decision. It will be a strong gut instinct. Just go for it. Think about investors. Think about millionaires. They calculate and make risk and they take risks. So part of taking risks is creating a risk as well. Sometimes you are one risk away from your greatest blessing. Take the chance. Sometimes in life, you are one risk away from breaking a generational curse. You need to learn how to bet on yourself. You need to jump. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. I remember having a conversation with a gentleman a few weeks ago, and we were talking about debt. We're talking about going to college and getting a career or starting your own business. And I remember he told me something. He said, first-generation college students, especially first-generation people with careers, if you're the first in your family to have a career, to go to college, to write a book, if you're the first to do anything, you are going to take, most likely, not all the time, a substantial amount of debt. You're going to have a substantial amount of debt because you're going to take a certain risk that has never been taken before. And you don't have a blueprint. And he said, I'm not afraid. I am not afraid to take risk. That's what sets me apart from other business owners. And I couldn't help but think in my own situation, I'm the first to go to college in my family. I'm the first attorney in my family. And I thought about all the risk and the sacrifices that I had to make but the risk and the sacrifices that the previous generation made as well, because I'm also first-generation American. So I had all of these firsts that I had to take on. But when he said he's not afraid, it made me think about the cushion, the safety net, and how many of us do not have a safety net, and we should learn to trust ourselves the most, because whatever decisions we make, We have to deal with the consequences head on. Don't be afraid. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. You must have faith that you can learn to trust yourself and that you're only going to push the next generation forward by the decisions that you make. Tip number three, don't seek approval and permission in all of your decision. Again, it's okay to ask for advice. In fact, 
it's amazing to be able to ask an expert or someone that has experience for advice. There are times you may want advice and opinion from others, but ultimately you're going to have to learn to make some major decisions independently. And it feels good when you make a decision that was right for you. Because truth is, people will give you good advice, but there are also people that will scare you into going to another direction. Tip number four is to forgive yourself. If you made a bad decision or a mistake, see a bad decision and a mistake are not the same thing. A mistake means that you unintentionally did something, whereas a bad decision means you intended and you knew what you were going to do, but you still made that decision either way. I like to distinguish the two of them. (laughs) You have to know that you're making the best decision for you. At the end of the day, whether it was a mistake or a bad decision, you need to learn how to forgive yourself. You must invest time in learning to trust yourself again. The same way you forgive people for hurting you, why not learn to trust yourself? Why not learn to forgive yourself for you hurting yourself? Talk to someone, meditate, journal, write it out. Write out why you made this decision that you made and learn from it. Learning to trust yourself means that you will not give up regardless of the decision. Tip number five is to be confident. Trusting yourself requires self-confidence. You have to know that you're doing the best for you. Again, ask yourself, am I doing what's best for me? And who am I accountable to? Beauties, many of us are accountable to someone. But if you don't have a family, I think that you're probably in one of the best positions because you're not accountable to anyone. You can definitely make big decisions without consulting with anyone. So the best time to learn is when you don't have a family. It's when you're a young adult to make those decisions. You also have to face your fears. Think logically before you make a great decision. Beauties, you should learn to trust yourself more than you trust anyone else on this planet. That is a very high bar. That's a very high standard to trust yourself. When I meet people that are very confident in walking in their purpose, most of the time they trust themselves. That's what sets them apart from other people. When you hold yourself to a higher standard, you trust yourself more and more. You must look at the woman in the mirror and ask yourself why you made the decision and how can you grow from that particular decision. Beauties, when you trust yourself, you empower yourself. You become more secure in who you are and who you've been called to become when you learn self-trust. Beauties, I hope you learned more about trusting yourself. Stay tuned for my next episode I love interacting with my audience. Please email me at beautydefined139 at gmail.com. Also, you can leave a voice message on Beauty Defined's podcast to show your support. I appreciate you. As always, you are fearfully and wonderfully made.